What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulthood with some ratchet recap and fun sessions. Because these are not friends. <laughs> because I feel like it's my page. Right. And I should be able to post what I want to post. I live my life unapologetically. I do. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Sonia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What do you have going on? Nothing much this week. Um, you know, just working, don't want to work. I'm in the holiday season mode where I feel like I should be off work at least two days every week. So I'm just ready for the weekend. And I know it's Tuesday, but I'm ready for the weekend. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So what you got going on this week? Not a whole lot. I I'm taking Friday off. I have another floater holiday that I need to take or I'll lose it. And you know, I'm not in the habit of losing time. So I will be taking my day on Friday and I have a massage scheduled at 11. So I'm looking forward to that. And that's it. Well, you know what? I appreciate your self-care because you get it in. You get your self-care in. I do, and I really enjoy it. And I think I'm, I'm going to try to squeeze in a pedicure tomorrow during lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, always, I always slack up a bit on the pedicure side when it's boot season, and I really don't need to, so... That might be something I need to do this weekend. Really? I think I need it more during the winter months. Because that cold yeah. is, 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 is hard on those feet. <laughs> it is. It is. And it seems like as soon as I take my socks off and my tights, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I put lotion on this morning. <laughs> like, what yeah. happened to my lotion? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. went today, but for some reason... My place was closed. And I'm like, what are they doing closed on a Tuesday? So I'll I'll try again tomorrow. Yeah. Who closes on a Tuesday? Yeah, that was kind of odd. Yeah. Well, seems like we have a a peaceful week going on. Nothing too exciting. Not at all. Well, I guess we can jump right in on our subject today. We, um, we're going to talk about divorce and I know that's something we both have experienced and unfortunately I know plenty of women and men who have gone through, um, divorce lately. So I thought it would be a pretty good subject to talk about and strangely enough I was talking to some friends about divorce so I thought yeah this would be a good subject for me and Sonya to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. 
I know for me, when I was going through the divorce, a lot of people suggested therapy. They were like, did you do therapy? What are your thoughts on therapy? You know, and for me, I didn't seek therapy for reconciliation, more so to talk about how to get it together for family, like how to approach family. That's what we went to therapy for. But I think therapy is a good option for people who, you know, who are in the beginning stages, like still thinking about separating and that kind of thing. I think therapy is a good option um, to try to see if you really need to separate or maybe you just need, need a little time apart or you actually really want to divorce. Like, what are your thoughts on therapy? Would you do it? Would you not? I would do it. I am in agreement with therapy. I think that it's something a lot of us, our people, don't do because it's just not something that was was done uh, in our communities. And when it was done in our communities, it was done with the preacher at the church. But I right. I do believe in getting therapy I think it is helpful I think that it can save a lot of situations and those that it can't save I think it makes the transition easier I agree I agree I think for me and my ex-husband the therapy made it easier for us to deal with the situation because I feel like Sometimes when you know divorce is inevitable, you still it's still a difficult transition separating from somebody that you've been with for a while. And so um, going to therapy made it easier for us to deal with it because we saw her separately and we saw her together. And we also so was your was your session to repair and save or was your your therapy to transition out of? My therapy by myself was to trans transition out of. It was to help me with uh, the with the transition, with me being alone and the the self esteem issues that I took a little I took a hit on, uh, how to deal with my children. And then we did therapy together on how to deal with family and kind of there was no repair or reconciliation thoughts but more so of how to deal with it the feelings that were starting to come up from divorce and then mainly how to approach family and how to be supportive you know for family that's okay so you guys decided to go after you decided that you would be parting ways, not to go to see if the marriage could be saved. Absolutely. No, by the time we decided to do therapy, we knew we had been separated in our minds and in hearts for some time by by then. So that usually happens before the physical separation. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I read somewhere that especially for women you know, we separate in our minds and our hearts sometime long before we do physically, especially right. if children are involved or 
Um, in my case, it was children and extended family. So, um, yeah, so we definitely went just for support, you know. And we went together and separate. And then when we were separate, we agreed that she could share necessary information with each other. So, so that we could still support one another in the transition, you know, so. Okay. Did you guys have that, that stage where you couldn't stand the sight of one another or did you get along from start to finish? From the beginning yeah. of the process when you knew it was over to the end, was it a smooth transition or was there a period in there where you couldn't stand to look at each other? Well, you know what? It was, it is divorce. So there was some rough periods when we didn't, didn't do, uh, agree on certain things. So there was some challenges on who does what and who's going to stay where and who's going to do this. And some of it was, you know, one or both of us being petty, wanting to be right, wanting to have control. Uh, I will say that I think therapy kept us in line, though. Uh, so yeah. there were some times where it was critical. You know, it was some phone calls to family like, he's doing such and such, and, and why won't he? And, and I'm sure he was somewhere saying, she getting on my last nerve, she asking for this, she doing that. But I will say overall, we were um, pretty mature about it. You know, it wasn't, I've seen people get as petty as, well, I'm getting a TV, and then that holds up the divorce for another month or two. You know, we weren't, we, we weren't like that at all because I think we still had a, a friendship and a love because we're the parents of children. And so, you know, although somebody gets on your nerves, it's just like when your little sister, your little brother get on your nerves, you know, they get on your nerves, but they still family, you know, um, I think it was, it was like that, you know, just kind of rough, but it had some, some really decent time so yeah yeah so um what do you think about like discussing it with family like how do you how would you approach or how did you approach discussing it with with your family did you do it before well with me that was something that I, I don't discuss anything until I have you know, lived in it myself. I've, you know, lived in it, reconciled it in my head, and I know that this is what I'm going to do. Like, I, I know. So it, it wasn't a discussion with family in a way that, okay, we're having problems, and I may leave, or I'm thinking about leaving. My situation was one that when I got to that point where everything was situated where I could leave, I told my family at that point. Right. Well, I, I actually told my brother before that. He knew sometime before that. But my parents, I told them when I was pretty much ready to walk out the door. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 And do you think that was good for you? Or do you feel like you should have told them sooner? Or are you good with how it all played out? Yeah, no, I, I told them what I needed to, to tell them. Uh, I, I didn't need their assistance getting out of the situation. I didn't need... You know, there was nothing that they could do. I, I didn't need them to come and physically, you know, help move anything. Or I, I didn't need them for that. I had the emotional support of close friends. So I just kept them out of the situation until I got to the point where I was ready to move and they needed to know. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, so you, you said that you had support of friends. So you did have someone who was supporting you through it as much as you needed. As much as I needed, but not until it was decided and it was a done deal. When I was in that process, or we were in that process where things are not good, but we're going to try, or things are not good, and I, I don't want this. When I was in that process, that was all on me and in, in, in inside of me. I, at that point, I'm not sharing because I, I need to sit in it and be comfortable in it and to be able to deal with it before I invite outside forces in. So when right. I was going through that period, that's just something that I dealt with on my own with, with no one else. When I got yeah. to the point where I was ready, you know, to talk about it, it was with close friends. Okay. And, and not very many, like two. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, I think for me, when I was going through it, I had, you know, one or two close friends that I talked to. But like you said, I wanted to be able to process it and get past that really tender stage, you know, before I really shared it with anybody because I wanted to keep myself intact, you know, when I was speaking about it to someone. I didn't want to be that person that started talking about it and break down or whatever. So I, um, I wanted to make sure that it was intact before I shared it with anybody. So it was a while before I told people. And, and, and then the few people that I told were really surprised because I know some people share everything, like everything that goes on. And I'm just not one of those people until I've got it straight in my head. Then I can come back to, you know, that one or two girlfriends and say, let me tell you what's going on. So. Um, but it's good to have support of a friend or friends because even after I was over the hump of, you know, being, you know, sad and depressed or whatever feelings came with it, uh, it was really good to have friends that I could do um, lunch with or liquid lunch with or I could just call and talk on the phone about loving hip-hop and take my mind off of it so having support is really important yeah i think we both leaned on each other during that time yeah yeah it, it was good um even though 
you're out of town. It was good just to call and talk about something other than what was going on or to talk about what to talk was about going that. on. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think there were times when we both felt like, okay, I'm calling you and I know you're tired of hearing this, but. <laughs> right. But and the thing is, it's on. okay because we would start the conversation that way, but before we got off the phone, we would be talking about something else or we would be laughing about something else. So it may start out with, okay, I'm calling you. I know you're tired of hearing. Because I remember many conversations where I said, okay, I know you're tired of me, but <laughs> let right. me tell you this. Right. And, you know, you always say, no, 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 it's fine. And then, you know, I would get that vent out. You would give me your spill. And then TV or something that was going on and end up laughing about it before we get off the phone. But, yeah, those are, that's important to to have that. Yeah, it is. It it, it really is. I, I think everybody should have somebody that you can go to. Um, strangely enough, I know people were really shocked when I say this, but aside from you, my ex-mother-in-law uh, was very supportive. Like, and I know it was her son, but even when I would call her just needing to vent or needing to cry or whatever, mm-hmm. she was very supportive. Uh, sometimes just she was just yeah. somebody listening to me, you know. Yeah, just listening, and they didn't have to agree or disagree, just the fact that you hear me, because some of the things that I would normally go to um, him for and say to him, I can say it to him because he's the person I'm talking about. (laughs) Right, right. And you guys were in a different space. Right. And, you know, she understood that, but even though that's her son she was still there and that's a that that's a special relationship yeah it is and that's one of the things that kept me in the relationship for so long and i'm sure that he would probably say that's part of the reason why he stayed is for family you know children and my in-laws and you know my family my sister because we had a, a tight unit. I love my in-laws, and I, he knew that. And so I just didn't want that relationship to change. So I think sometimes people stay for reasons other than love, you know. So. Yes, and I, and I agree with that. And I think sometimes they're staying for the outside forces. Like, they know, okay, this is not good for you and I anymore. Or not even that it's not good because it, it could it could just be, okay, we're not happy or we've grown apart. But because of the family, the kids, the expectation, finances, the job, all different reasons, people will decide to stay together and just overlook that one thing of, okay, but I'm not happy. Right. Right, absolutely. Because, you know, for me, I was feeling like, uh, does, does, should my happiness override everyone else's? Like, 
all of their happiness in my one little happiness. So should I forsake all of their happiness just so I can be happy? And at the time, it just didn't seem like it was important enough. You know, like they meant that much to me that it wasn't important enough for me to split up my family just because I wanted to be, you know, quote, quote, happy. And I, I used to be there. I yeah. used to be there and felt the same way. And I was at that point where I felt like I needed to do what was right. right. Not necessarily what I wanted to do, but what was right. And not even necessarily what I felt was right, but what was expected of me. Right. But long ago, I have foregone that. I'm not hurt anymore. <laughs> so... Yeah. I got to the place where I was comfortable enough to put myself first. Yeah. And to make me happy first. And that was to be out of my situation. So that that's what I did. And and that's you know, I don't know, looking back, would I make the same decision? I I don't know, but I know that it just seemed like and, and granted, my relationship wasn't it wasn't any abuse or any of that kind of stuff so it wasn't like I was locked up in the basement or something you know it was tolerable we just didn't make each other happy you know we had grown in different directions Same here. and we just didn't make each other happy and you know once you get a certain age you get past 40 and then past 45 you start looking at mortality different, like, wow, I only have a few lit years left here, baby. I would like to be happy for some of that time, you know? I understand, and I, I felt the same way. And I also think that part of it is now in today's society, it, it's not taboo anymore. It's not, you're not expected to stay in unhappy and unhealthy situations. It's okay right. to get out. Whereas before, you just stayed. There was no getting out. You you stayed. And that's not the... And some people think it's a bad thing. I don't. <laughs> but that's not the world that we live in anymore. If you're not happy, you can get in a happy place. Right. Yeah, and, and I know I've read some articles that say, you know, now we, you know, we get out of a marriage at the first sign that it gets hard. Uh, I, I think you should be happy, though. Like, both people should be happy. Now, should you make an effort? I, I absolutely think that when, when I left or when we separated and divorced, I wanted to know that I had tried or that we had tried as much yes. as we possibly could. But I feel like both people have to want that. You know, like one person can't be trying and the other person is just like, this is not for me. So, right. Know. It has to come from both ends. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It has to come from both, both people. So, I, I wanted to know that I tried, that I did everything that I could. But like I said, I started thinking, and I'm sure he did too, like, what, you know, what are we doing? Where I'm not happy, he's not happy, let's 
let's figure out how we can be happy but still support the family. You know, the best that we can. Yes. Yes. Support. Yes. Support the family. So, um, I was thinking about like somebody asked me, well, what happened? Like, was there a big argument or what led up to the divorce? And I was reading articles about divorce, and one lady was saying that what really, it was just an argument over orange juice, and it, it, it escalated to, we should separate. And what's funny is, my uh, situation was kind of the same. It was just a basic argument about something trivial that led to, I can't do this anymore, to I'll call a lawyer and paperwork was, you know, put together and that, that's it. Like, it all started from, from that. So. Now, I didn't have that argument moment. Really? It didn't, there was no huge argument. Well, I, I, I guess I should back up and say there were times when he threw out the D word. Right. And I, I was very clear. I don't play like that. And, and when I say it, it's it's real. I'm not going to use it as a, a, a threat or a weapon. So there were times, a couple times, he threw it out there, but quickly retracted. Yeah. But when I made it up in my mind that I was done, there was no, it was almost like an aha moment. There was no argument there was, I wasn't mad, nothing. It, it was just kind of like an aha moment where I got to that point. It's like, I choose me and I choose to be happy. Yeah. And it's not, my happiness is not here. Well, that's a, that's a good, that's a good thing because I think you should always choose you when, especially when you can, when when there's no outside forces that make you have to stay with somebody. Uh, for me, I didn't have little small children. My daughter, youngest daughter was in high school. So although it was really hard for her, I still feel like uh, it was the best time because shortly after she was going off to college and so she would have, you know, things that that would occupy her mind more so than her mom and dad, you know, aren't together. At least that's what we were hoping at at least. And, yeah. You know. But you can never tell how it how it will affect anybody. Now somebody asked me, was uh, in fact it was a family member asked me just recently how um, do I feel like that I did everything I could and would I consider going back? Like if he called really? and said, yeah, if he called and said, let's get back together or do I regret, you know, separating and essentially divorcing? And my answer was no, I don't regret it. I think it was the best for not only me, but for him too. I think it was best. And 
I do miss, I will admit, I do miss the ideal of family. Like the him, the me, the kids, that whole thing, going on vacation, the the house, the two cars, the picket fence, that whole ideal of what marriage is. I miss that. Not him per se. <laughs> the I'm saying I miss Yeah, that you know, idea. I think that we had talked about this one time and because you didn't really get to the complete empty nest no uh, portion you know of your life with him because do you think that those things that you miss you would just still miss them had you guys stayed together because a lot of times when everybody is gone out of the house you're not doing the things that you used to do. You don't necessarily have those vacations that you used to have, or you don't always have the the family holidays that you used to have because sometimes, you know, as they get older, they they go to school and sometimes they may spend the holidays with friends or or spend the holiday with a new boyfriend or new girlfriend or as they get a little bit older and they get married and, and start establishing other families and then that family dynamic has changed. So if you guys were still together at this point, the family structure would probably be different or do you still foresee it being a lot of the same? You know, that's a good point. Like that's a really good point is that maybe if we had stayed together till, till everyone was out of the house, we, might have still wound up in the same position, you know, and probably, no, let me say not might, we would have wound up in the same position. Probably, but your outlook may have been different because you would have lived in that place where there are no kids around. Right. And And I would have seen it different. And I think a lot of it too, like when I first got divorced, or even first separated, my thought patterns of what marriage means, I felt like, wow, I'm going to have this stigma of being a divorcee. You know, like people were going to look at me like, oh, she's divorced. Like, not just other men, but women too. Like, people look at people, I thought, um, a certain way when you're divorce, you know, so I, I thought about that, and, and every once in a while that creeps up in my mind, like wow, that was I don't like to fail at stuff, and that felt like, for a long time, like a failure but recently I was telling somebody that I realized that it wasn't a failure that we were just put in each other's lives to do something amazing, which was to raise three beautiful daughters, and then that season was over. And so, you know, when the season's over, it changes and moves on. And that's that's how I feel about it. So it wasn't a failure. We did what we came to do, and then we moved on. So... I I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Do you ever feel like um, you have any regrets or... Um, feel I don't I there are very few things in my life 
that I regret. Just even things that I wish I had not done, even like the good and the bad, there is not a lot that I regret because I feel like everything that happened in my life or everything that I've been through in my life has shaped and formed me to the person that I am today. And I, I say a lot and I have a couple of friends who laugh at me when I say I, I love myself. I adore myself because if I don't, who will? And you know, that whole thing where you have to love yourself before somebody else can love you. But I, I, I like, love the person that I am today. And I feel like everything that I've been through, the relationship, the marriage, the end of, ending of it has formed that person that I am today. So I don't, there's not a whole lot that I look back on and, and regret. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I feel like, that's why I said, I feel like this was a season and we did something good together. So I don't have any, any regrets and I'm not looking back. I'm pretty sure he's not looking back because he's living his best life. And so, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh so I'm you know, I'm I'm good with my decision. I'm I'm good with it. I hope that um my family and friends understand because it's hard to know, you know, after they go through the initial whatever they go through, grief and disappointment and confusion and all of that to know what they're really thinking you know I think for a long time they carry that notion that they'll get back together like you said recently someone asked you that question I I think a lot of times family think that yeah they're gonna get back together they just need a break or it's gonna happen again I, I yeah. think, especially family, I think family carries that uh, a lot. But on yeah. the other side of the divorce thing, I wanted to ask, because you, you talked about the, the stigma of being labeled uh, a divorcee. I wanted to know how you feel about remarriage. Wow, that's a good one. So I'm with Vegan Bay now. And no, I I don't know. You know, I there's not a compulsion for it. Like I'm not like, oh my god, I've got to get married. Like in my twenties and in my thirties, you know, you're like, oh, I'm getting so old, I need to get married, and all of this. And now I'm like, well, why we can you can live here and I can live here and. You know, we can share pots and pans and sheets and towels and, (laughs) you know, and we don't have to change last names and names on credit cards and social security cards and stuff like that. We can, we're, you know, I'm 50, 50 plus. And so I don't necessarily have to. Now, saying that, if it happened tomorrow, Maybe, you know, uh, that's great. I'm just not like sitting waiting like, oh my gosh, I have to be married. I don't have that that I had in my younger years. You know, 
I'm okay if we decide as a couple that we're good like this. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm yeah. also okay if we decide as a couple that financially and for the future and blah, 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 that it would be better if we got married. I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. There's, there's just no like, oh, I got to get married. You know? Yeah, what, I what agree. I agree with that because when I was younger, yes, I, I wanted to be married. And I got married. And now I'm not. And I'm okay with that. Do I want to get married again? It's not necessary. <laughs> right. Now, when I say that I it, it's not necessary for me to get married again, I'm not saying that I don't want to be in a relationship because I am a relationship person. I do want that. I do want that companionship. But does it have to end in marriage? For me at this point in life, no, it doesn't. That's not, yes. you know, for me, the be all to end all. That's just, just not where I am. And yes. uh, me too, if it happens, that's fine. It happens. If it does not happen, I'm still living my life the way that I am. So right. it's not gonna it's not gonna change anything. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I it's not that I don't want to be in a relationship. I told you I think when I first got divorced that I am I don't like to be alone as far as the relationship. Now, do I like to sometimes be in the house by myself or kick it by myself or go to the movies by myself? Yeah. But, I mean, I am a relationship person. I like being in a relationship. I like somebody to go eat with. I like somebody to cuddle up and watch movies with or, you know, do all the dumb stuff that I like to do. I like somebody to do that with. So I am a relationship person. And like you said, I don't think that that relationship has to end in marriage in order for it to be solidified. You know, I, if it does, great. If it doesn't, that's great too. Like, we could do it the old fashioned way and live together another 25 years. <laughs> Common law. Right. <laughs> we could do that, you know. And it's not because, you know, I want some kind of exit plan or something like that. It's just, for me, that that's not the, um, it, it, it doesn't make a relationship anymore. You know, when you're younger, it, it does. doesn't. But I was told that because I have this outlook and because I don't feel necessary, I don't feel it's necessary to be married again, I was told that because of my situation, uh, I've been hardened and I've been hurt. Because <laughs> what other reason would there be? That I wouldn't want to be married because that's what women want and and I said that's what you know girls are raised maybe to think that yeah you you grow up and you get a husband and that's not even the key so much not in today's world but I did have that and I experienced that and and it, it wasn't all bad I'm not anti-marriage right I, 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 I believe in the institution I do but at the same time, I don't feel like that's a requirement for me 
to be in a happy and a healthy relationship. Right. Yeah, I, I. But the person that was saying this wasn't married or has never been married, so okay, well, I didn't really feel like that person had a lot of room to to tell me about marriage, right, and divorce when they had never experienced it, right, right. Oh, definitely, I think there's something that you really need to experience before you you speak you know, with knowledge on the subject, you know, you, you definitely need to experience it before you have anything to say. And I don't think every woman, especially over 40, if you've been divorced and there's, there's no children or no little children involved, I don't think every woman is out here looking for a man to get married, you know, tomorrow. Like, I, I know a couple of the women who were divorced around the same time I was, they have the same sentiment as we do about, you know, marriage. If it happens, great. If you live together another 25 years, that's good too, you know. That'll be, that'll be great. It's, to me, now I look at that piece of paper differently than I did when I was, you know, 25 and 30. I was like, oh, I do too. You know that that as a piece of paper. Yes. <laughs> now it's just a piece of paper, and to me, like I remember, it, it sounds tedious, but like going to change your credit cards and your social security number and all of this. I mean, your social security card and all these different things. It's time consuming, and it can get in the middle of it. You have some stuff with the old name and some stuff with the new name. It's it's just too much headache and all the other stuff that comes with that little piece of paper. So if it happens, now just be my luck. I'll talk to you next month and I'll be like, girl, get your dress ready because we eyes <laughs> <laughs> getting married. <laughs> right. We jump in the room. <laughs> yeah, but Chances are that's not going to happen. So you go ahead and keep your dress in the closet because chances are Thank you. that's not going to happen. But now, so if it happens for you, though, I look really good in black. Just keep that in mind. I look good in black. So. Well, you know, black is my color, but I, I don't see that happening. Okay. I'll, I'll just. I ne- I don't say never. I, I I try to never say never. Right. But no, I don't see that happening. Okay. Well, I'll just keep my dress over there. In the at closet. least, at least no time soon. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess overall, divorce can be difficult. I think that the the one thing that I would say is I would say try to be as mature and level-headed as you possibly can like forget about the other person yes just do your part in being level-headed and as mature as you possibly can because i remember and fair and fair fair. absolutely and fair and i think you kind of have to pull the golden rule like do unto others as you have them do unto you like Regardless of how that person is acting, do your part. And hopefully that'll yes. minimize the, you know, the destruction of the whole thing. You know, because when one person says something ugly, then the other person reacts. And then before you know it, you two are going at it. So 
uh, you're right, right. Being fair, you know, level-headed and mature. I think that could, you know, help the situation as much as possible. I agree. I agree. Now, you know what we're about to talk about? My favorite part, Ratchet Recap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love a little Ratchet TV every now and then. Okay, so which which Ratchet show did you want to talk about? I'm going to let you choose. Well, I, I don't know if I'm up to date on the most current shows. I don't think I, I watch this weekend, but I did because I actually, I, I sent you a clip of something today. Did you listen to our, our girl Portia from Atlanta? Oh, I did. I did listen to um, Portia. Okay. So can we chat about Portia a little bit? Yes, we can. And I apologize because this might take us away from our ratchet TV and take us into some of our buzz sessions. Okay, but I can work with that. I can work with it. Look, because you know Portia is always the fun girl, and I think we talked about that before. She is the fun girl. She's always out to have a good time. But on this interview, she was on. For those who haven't seen, I think the latest podcast for Yes Girl, they right. had Portia on. They interviewed her. And I was impressed with her interview. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought she, I absolutely thought she did a, a good job. She, um, she was true. You know, she was true about, I really feel like she really is in love. You know, and whether yes. it lasts two more days or 22 more years, I feel like she's really in love with this guy. Like she seems excited about, you know, whatever. And I agreed with her as far as Candy was concerned. You know, Candy was kind of low. I told you, your girl Candy kind of messy this season. Yeah, she was kind of trying to low key spread gossip about him and. I just didn't agree with that because like Portia said, everybody had a past, you know. Right. But and I could really, I really respect what she said when she was, she mentioned that I didn't have a problem with her questioning because she said it's a, it's a show, you know, that's what we do. And she was like, I guess she's just trying to keep her content up or she's trying to have some content. So I really didn't have a problem with that. But she felt like last season or at the reunion, they pretty much squashed the beef that they had. But her thing was, I thought that we were good. I didn't think that we were friends again like we had been in the past, but I thought we were at least at a point where we were good. Right. And now to see some of the things that she's saying and some of her shady ways, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, I got it. Right. Right, and also, um, she brought up a point about like how when people tell you, well, you know, so and so, I know you're dating him right now, but the last few women he dated, he was this way or that way, or he bought them watches too, or he got tattoos too, 
And she was like, well, sometimes, you know, men change for, you know, people that they want to change for. And so I have seen that personally, not for me, but I know somebody that um, my cousin dated and he was one way with all the other women. But for her, he was a totally different person because he, he really loved her and they had a special relationship. And so yeah. I I don't necessarily think because he bought uh other women a Rolex that he's a horrible you know, he gonna be this No, horrible not at boyfriend. all. He could but this is the thing, he could have just been living. And I think we talked about it on our dating over forty episode. I think it was our first episode. But yeah. we talked about when you're at that point and you're just dating. Because right. I think we were talking about the online dating and it's you if you're not seeing anyone special or one particular person and you're just dating. This dude could have been dating. Maybe he has a hookup at a jewelry store. Maybe he just got it like that and that's just something he did. To right. me, that's his business. If he got to the point where he decided he wanted to be with Portia and Portia wanted to be with him and that's what they decided to do, more power to you. Or if he has some stuff going on and Portia's like, okay, as long as you come home to me, whatever the case is, I think the outside people that are trying to judge her situation is, is not right. Because she said, which I could really feel her on, she was like, these people, they know me. Like the candies and like they, they've been with me. They saw me. They, I went through the divorce. I went through some hard times. I tried to build myself back up. So if I just want to live now and be happy, can't they let me live? Yes. I was like, Portia, I feel you, girl. Yes. <laughs> because for me, who other than your friends, your good friends even, or your friends, want to see you win? Like, if he's not cheating on you, or he's not mistreating you, then I'm thumbs up. You know, let's be happy. Let's do it. And the minute he starts doing that, then let's regroup and let's talk about it. But I'm with you. Like, if well, that's I, I true for most her. people. But you know, yeah. those shady ones don't necessarily want to see you win. But see, Candy didn't like it when people coming to her telling her all kinds of stuff about five. About which like is that. why she should understand and she should be the last person to be talking about Portia's relationship. She really yeah. should be the last person. And then the other part that made me feel like they were so real, and one part that I can respect Portia on is she also said I know how this whole thing worked. I know how the reality thing worked, the social media thing worked. She said, I had to tell him they're going to be coming at us. This is what you need to, ex to expect this and this. She said, oh, we had a conversation and we, we good because we know it's going to be coming at us from all different directions. So we're good. And that kind of lets you see that, okay, you know what? This may be a real situation. Like she is really in him and he's in her. And then I felt the realness again when she said, girl, after that first episode, he almost stopped recording. He didn't want to record anymore because of the whole toothbrush thing. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was really funny that she said, uh, 
that she said that because she was like, he was like, Mm-mm, people gonna think I'm nasty. They gonna think and you nasty. nasty. <laughs> because of the type of personality that she has, I can see her doing it. Cause see, she just you know like. I don't see what the problem is. I use your toothbrush when we at home. But see, like, she was like, it's not like I used it every day. But, you know, like, when I first started going over there and we've been drinking and we've been doing what we do, the next morning I wake up, I just rinse it off and use it because, you know, some of the things we did the night before, hey, that's with the toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, Portia, I'm I'm not judging. I'm not judging at all. But I'm judging. <laughs> I'm not going to judge her because I get it. You know, I, I hear what she's saying now. But I use somebody else's toothbrush? Probably not. Uh, that's a negative. <laughs> yeah, probably But not. I thought it was really cute when she was like, oh, he was ready to stop recording because he was like, I cannot believe you said that on national TV. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but I think... I mean, they seem like they're happy for now. Like, it's real. I mean, she got a baby coming, so it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hope that it is. And, you know, she was like, well, you know, my mama always said if you do things, you know, to get pregnant, then you can get pregnant. She said, so it's not like I was trying to get pregnant, but I was doing things. So, you know. Right. It happened. Yeah. I I like, I like Portia. I really and I hope it works out for her. I know, you know, when you want something so badly, you want to be married. I, you know, I know that feeling. So I hope it. I hope it works out for her. That's not me right now, but I hope that works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at What We Like. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.